book of Judges, chapter number 14. I am so thankful tonight to have repented of my sins, been baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Amen. The book of Judges, chapter number 14, verses 5 and 6, and then we'll read verse number 8. If you found it, say, praise the Lord. Then Samson went down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath. And behold, a young lion roared against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid. Amen. That means he tore him like a baby goat. He wasn't renting children out. He rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand. But he told not his father nor his mother what he had done. And in verse number 8, and after a time, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. Honey in the carcass of the lion. I want to preach for a little while tonight about more than deliverance. More than deliverance. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help me to preach your word. I pray, God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to move in this place, Lord. I pray, God, for a work of your spirit. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to confirm your word with signs following. I pray, oh God, for the power of your spirit to move here, Lord Jesus. God, for the Holy Ghost sent down. Are you helping me pray? God, for the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven to fill this house. Oh, God, let your glory move here tonight. God, let your blessing flow in this place. Lord, in the name of Jesus, demonstrate your power and glory one more time. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise and lift your voice with that hand clap. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. The saga of Samson is one of the most beloved stories of the entire Bible. It is a story of great victories and devastating defeat. And ultimately, it is a story of redemption. Tucked into the early stages of this true-to-life epic is a simple phrase that says, It was of the Lord. God had orchestrated the entire chronicle of Samson's life. 
to give Israel victory over her enemies, the Philistines. From the time that he killed the lion at around 18 years old until he died around the age of 40, his life was filled with astounding victories. It's prudent to understand that Samson's only defeats were caused by his own poor decisions, his character flaws, not by the ability of his enemies. It was never about the power of the Philistines. It was always about the discipline of Samson. It was the abdication of his vow and his convictions before God that ultimately brought all of Samson's hardships. As long as he lived a separated life, as long as he lived a holy life, he had victory. When he compromised his convictions before the Lord, he was overcome by the enemy. It always came down to Samson's choices. Amen. It's important to note that God works in the long term. Over 40 years before Samson would stand in the temple of Dagon and crash that temple over thousands of his enemies, 40 years before, God was already working on Samson's parents. Amen. God sent an angel to tell Samson's mother that she was going to give birth to a son. And then the angel told her how she was to live her life to bring out his destiny. She said he's going to live, the angel told Samson's mother, he's going to live by a vow and because of that vow, God's going to use him. But before God can use him, you've got to live to a standard to raise him right. Praise God. Amen. And so God spoke to Samson's mother and said, you have to live in a certain way because you're not just raising a child, you're raising a child with destiny on its life. And I can't waste the destiny of Samson on a mama that's not going to faithfully live for God and serve God. So the angel visited mother before Samson was ever born. Praise God. Amen. Boy, I would like to do a lot of preaching there, and I'm not, ha- I'm not saying I'm not going to yet. I'm not committing to that just yet. But then it was Samson's daddy, Manoah, that told Samson's mother, I got to find out for myself about what God's trying to do. And so Manoah began to seek God. And when he began to seek God, the same angel came to Manoah and said, you've got to live your life in such a way that Samson can fulfill his destiny and his purpose. May I tell every parent in this house tonight that you're not living your life just for you, but you have a divine calling on you to serve God in such a way that you can bring your children's destiny to fruition. You can't raise a Samson living a Philistine lifestyle. Amen. When I got better oxygen, I'm going to preach that a little longer. 
Don't let me forget it. But God gave Samson's mom and dad directions on how to live their lives so that 40 years later, Samson could fulfill his destiny against the Philistines. God was working long way out into the future. In the early stages of Samson's life, we find this story of him falling in love with the girl. He asked his parents to go get her for him. It was customary in that time for parents to negotiate a deal to trade their daughter for something. Amen. Mine turns 17 tomorrow. It's hard for me to believe I blinked my eyes and that baby grew up. That said, I'm open for negotiating. I was just seeing if you guys were listening. So Samson says, go get her for me. And so they begin to negotiate a deal. A deal that could include land or livestock or currency or whatever. Whatever the deal was, I don't know. We don't know the dowry paid by Samson's family for this girl. But we do know that on the initial trip to go negotiate for this girl... Samson and his mother and father are going to Timnath to begin negotiations. And on the journey, it appears that Samson is separated from his parents. And it's at that time that the Bible said a young lion attacked Samson. If I was, if I was going to take a minute and preach a little something extra here, I would say that it's not by accident that the lion chose the moment that Samson was away from his parents to attack. Young people, there's nothing more valuable in your life than a godly mom and dad that'll serve the Lord. There's nothing you could ever ask for more that. And so don't let yourself get separated. Amen. I wish I had a mom and dad say praise the Lord right now. Don't let the enemy put rebellion in your heart against your mom and dad to get you to rebel against the plan of God and the word of God and the church of God. Don't let that, because when that separation comes is when the lion will attack you. And let me say something else. If you see young people that are coming to church and living for God, and their parents aren't coming, and their parents aren't helping them live for God. Do something to encourage them, because they don't have to be here, but they're doing it by choice. So go up and put your hand around them, put your arm around them, and say, I'm proud of you for living for God, and serving God, and coming when you don't have to. And so Samson is separated from his parents. And at that time, the Bible said a young lion attacks him. There's perhaps no more majestic creature than that of a lion called the king of beasts. It's powerful and strong. The iconic look of the male lion with its bushy mane is probably the most recognizable of all animals in the world. The lion's roar inspires fear and awe at the same time. 
A lion is considered noble and regal, has become the symbol of royalty. Where lions roam, they rule. Lions are so magnificent that if you want to go on a lion hunt, the cost begins at over $50,000. According to the Maasai tradition, their young men must kill a lion to be considered a man. According to our friend, our missionary in Kenya, he says that when a Maasai young man kills a lion, he becomes a moron. I say he becomes a moron when he goes hunting a lion with a spear. But that's just me. The lions hide, blended into the golden fields and sandy hills. It's an awesome beast. A typical mature male stands at four feet at the shoulders, eight and a half feet long plus the tail, an average of 450 pounds. A male lion can get as, far, as big as 10 feet long, can weigh up to 530 pounds they've been found. Standing four feet at the shoulder, people are attacked in their homes and their fields. Lions, I, I had a book called Death in the Tall Grass, and I let somebody borrow it and it didn't come back, so I had to order another one today. If you got my book, you owe me $11. This young lion attacked Samson. Not an old lion, not one that's lost its teeth. Not, not one that's feeble and weary and about to die, but a lion at the peak of its strength attacks Samson. And the Bible said he rent him as he would rend a kid. He rips this lion in half like if he was a baby goat. The strength of Samson, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Amen. If a lion ever jumps out of me, I pray God the Spirit of the Lord comes upon me. But in that moment, the Spirit of God came on Samson. And that lion was nothing to Samson. It was as if a little baby goat come up. He grabs it and he just rips it in pieces. With the Holy Ghost, the lion was not an issue. As big and bad and loud as it was, with the Holy Ghost, when the Spirit came on him, that lion was no foe whatsoever. But Samson overcame this young, strong lion. Samson's destiny was greater than the strength of his adversary. Because God had a plan for Samson, the lion didn't stand a chance against him. God, I want to live my life in such a way that you can have enough of a plan for me that when my enemy comes, he can't take me out. Amen. I'm still in my introduction. The apostle Peter likened the devil to a roaring lion. 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may 
devour. But if God has a plan for you, his spirit's not going to let the lion destroy you. God wants to give you victory over your lion. Can somebody say praise the Lord? God wants to give you victory over whatever the enemy is sending to destroy you. Whatever he's marched out to ruin your life, the spirit of the Lord wants to come on you. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm trying my best. I'm trying to pace myself because I know I only got so much in the tank right now. But I I, I just want to tell you that the lion is not the main character of this story. This lion is nothing but a byline in the story. This story is more about Samson and the spirit of God than it is about the lion. The lion is just a momentary blip on the life of Samson. His whole life is not about the lion. His whole story is not about the lion. The lion appears and Samson tears him in pieces and Samson goes on. The story is not about the lion. The lion was easy. The lion was nothing. How would you like to be a lion and by the time the fight's over, you're likened to a little baby goat? That's got to be hard on a lion to think it's the king of the beasts. And next thing you know, it's like an old goat just tore, not an old goat, a baby goat just tore in pieces. The lion is not the point of this story. The point of this story is that when Samson defeated the lion, he went on his way. And then after a time, I don't know how much time, but I know it was enough time for the lion's carcass to decompose whether it was the beasts of the air or the, the bugs in the field and the, and the dryness of the environment. But that carcass of that lion decomposed and dried out. And at some point, a, a queen bee moved into that, into that rib cage. And that queen bee set up a hive. And it took those bees enough time to build enough of a hive to get enough honey that Samson could reach his hand inside and pull it out and go on his way eating the sweetness of the honey and having enough to give to his mom and his dad. Amen. I'm going to tell you tonight, God help me to preach what I feel. I'm going to tell you there's a whole lot more to living for God than just the deliverance. The moment of the lion is a small part in Samson's life. The real story is that after you overcome the lion... You can keep going back for your blessing over and over. It's the blessing. It's the blessing that was the point. Hallelujah. Can I tell some people, it's time to forget about the lion and start living for the honey. It's time to quit giving glory to the lion about what he was and understand I left him in my rearview mirror a long time ago. Now it's about living in the blessing of God. You see, the devil wants you to stop at deliverance. He wants your whole life to revolve around one moment. Just get deliverance from the lion and just stay there forever. He wants you to get stagnant in your worship and stagnant in your prayer 
and stagnant in your service because the lion is dead. But the point is not overcoming the lion. The point is living in the honey of the blessings of God. There's more for you than just getting off drugs. There's more from you than just coming out of false doctrine. There's more for you than just coming out of the world. There is a continual blessing that God wants to pour on your life. There's more. There's honey in the carcass. Hallelujah. I've known people now. I've known people that they got delivered and they came in the church. And they spiritually stayed in the same place for year after year after year. Because for them, it was all about the lion. It was all about what God brought them out of. But it's not all about what God brought you out of. It's about the continual blessing that he wants to put on a child of God. Can I tell you? I'm thankful for what God did. But I'm reaching forward for more blessings. There's honey. There's honey in your future. There's honey. Samson kills the lion and he goes away. And while Samson goes away, God begins to work. Do you know it takes 556 worker bees to gather one pound of honey from over two million flower visits? It takes 55,000 flight miles to get a gallon of honey. The average honeybee will make one-twelfth of a teaspoon in its six-week life. The bee has to work hard to get the honey. And while Samson's away, God's at work getting every blessing ready for his future. While Samson's doing whatever, God's making sure that something's going on behind the scenes so that there's more than just deliverance for Samson. That there's a blessing in his future. I've come to prophesy to somebody that your future is better than your past. And your fight with the lion isn't the end of your story. Hallelujah. Can I tell you I'm thankful for everything God's done. But I stand here believing that there's more ahead for us. There's honey in the carcass. I've come to tell you I know God's done some stuff. But there's honey. Jesus, help me. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Have some honey. That's, don't, don't. He look, I'll give it to somebody else then. That's genuine clover honey. I, you know why I'm giving it to you? I'm giving it to you so you're not tempted to think. How long you been here? A little over a year or so, right? Ten months. I, I just, I, I'm giving that to you so you'll remember that when God brought you out of the world ten months ago and brought you out of false religion and baptized you with the Holy Ghost and let you get filled with His Spirit and baptized in Jesus' name, that overcoming that lion didn't signify the end of your walk with God. There's honey ahead for you. There's a blessing for your life. There's a blessing for your future. What happened in the last 10 months ago isn't the end of the story, but there's honey. 
Now you understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, Taylor, you already got one. I'm telling you that the, the stuff you've been through in life and all the stuff you had to see and go through, that all that overcoming the lion was not the end of everything. What I'm telling you is you got a great anointing and a great blessing on your life, but you can't get focused on the lion because the story's not about the lion. The story's about the blessing. Amen. When you walked away from that baseball scholarship and you walked away from all that and, and the devil made you think that, that you were giving away your future and you, and you had coaches calling you and saying, what do you think you're doing? You're, you're messing up your life. But still, you came and you were baptized and got right with God and you found that there's something more. I'm telling you that that decision a couple of years ago was not the, all the story. It's not about the lion. It's not about what you overcame. It's about the fact that you get to live the rest of your life under the blessing and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I've come to tell you, there's honey for your life. There's blessing for your life. chicken man they call him chicken boy right chicken little his dad's chicken chicken man he's chicken little if he's chicken little I'd hate to see chicken big this boy wraps his hands around you you better be right with God Marshall it's not about the stuff you overcame it's not about all that stuff you did, that the, the lion that God had to slay to get you back. It's not about that. You can't become fixated just on what God did. What God wants you to remember is there's honey in the carcass and there's a future of blessings. What am I preaching tonight? What I'm preaching is your best days are still in front of you. Hallelujah. Your blessings are still ahead. Your revival is still ahead. I thank God for everything I've seen him do, but I'm more excited because I know there's still honey in the carcass. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have some honey. Have some honey. Have some honey. Have some honey. Even the people sitting down can have some honey. Have some honey. Here, honey, have some honey. I only called her. I'm losing my honey. It's going to take me all night. Y'all should have shouted when you had the chance. Oh, there's more where that I'm sorry. Austin, hand me that bag. I ain't anywhere near done yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I, hey, look at this whole row. Isn't this an awesome row? Look at all these young people just baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Pass a couple down to the end. Amen. You know what I'm excited about? That it's not the end. You see, it's easy to think. It's easy to think that when God first touches you, that that's the end of the story. It's just the beginning of the story. It's just the start. It's just the very tip of the iceberg because there's honey in the carcass and you can keep going back. It doesn't have to get old. 
I'm going to have to either get some help or I'm going to have to quit preaching. I need to get... Hand, there you go. I don't see any volunteers. Oh, that's my boy Luke right there. Amen. There you go. You, you know, I, I, I really, look, I, I ain't got a whole lot of shout left in me right now. But you know what I am excited about? Did I get you all yet? My Lord. You're welcome. Only one said thank you. Right there. Give me some. Right there. Food. Amen. You're welcome. You, if y'all want some honey, you have to get it from somebody else. I'm, no, no, no. I got, there's honey in the carcass. <laughs> Amen. Here's my, you, you, you guys understand my point? Just think of the great things that God has done. Just think of the great deliverances that God has wrought. Think of the lions that we've overcome. Think of the lions of addiction and think of the lions of false religion and the lions of depression and discouragement and anxiety. The lions, the lions of bondage that have tried, that the devil sent to try to destroy you. And in a moment when the Holy Ghost comes on you, the lion stands no chance. But the point is not about the lion. It's not about what happened way back when. The point is that I get to live the rest. I get to live the rest of my life. I get to live the rest of my life enjoying the future blessings of God. I've come to prophesy another level of revival for Bethlehem. I've come to prophesy an anointing of God coming on the men and women and young people and children of this. I've come to say there's more than deliverance. Can I tell our new members that are just coming in and your whole life has been about getting delivered from what's had you bound. Can I tell you, as great as that deliverance was, as awesome as that deliverance is, it's just the beginning. It's just the tip of the iceberg. It's just the start. There's years of blessing and anointing. Do I have any elders that say what he's preaching is right? I found it to be true. Sister Bonnie, thank you for waving at me and letting us know it still works. There's ongoing blessings that come. Don't quit living for God because there's honey. Stand with me, everybody. Everybody, anybody want honey that don't have honey? I think I'm the only one that don't have it now. I feel like something's falling. Amen. Brother Wilson, he's ready in case. Have they all got some? Anybody want some that don't have some? Huh? Okay. This is taking forever. This has been a 15-minute sermon had I passed it out faster. It ain't near over. The sermon is, that, that line's about to be slain. Did you get, uh, 
Something's happening. They're giggling over there. Brother Wilson's sugar's low. There you go. Give him an extra. You, you guys, you all, you got my point, right? If I got to yell one more time, I will. But you understand my point, right? We're just getting started on what God's doing. Amen. Steve, as awesome as it was for you to get baptized in Jesus' name last Sunday and get baptized with the Holy Ghost, as awesome as that was, I got good news for you. That was just the slaying of the lion. There's so much more ahead. There's so much more ahead. There's so much more blessing and deliverance and joy. I got peace in my future. I got deliverance in my future. I've just come to prophesy this community is getting ready to have a flow of honey that's going to come out of the church of the living God. I wish somebody believed it would lift your hands and say, God, let it be. Hallelujah. Bible didn't say that Canaan was a land with honey. The Bible said it was a land flowing with honey. I don't want to have a beggar's mentality when it comes to the blessings of God. I've come to prophesy to somebody the blessings of the Lord are just getting started in your life. This is just the beginning of a life of anointing and blessing and goodness and mercy and grace and power and love and peace and joy. Oh, I wish somebody raised their hand and say, thank God that there's honey in the carcass. Thank God that there's joy and peace in living for Him. Thank God that there's more than just getting delivered way back when. But I still got a hope and a future. I still got better days. I still got a breakthrough coming. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Amen. Why don't you bring your honey to the house of God? Bring it to the altar and raise it up and say, God, I thank you that I still got a blessing. I thank you that I got a future. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Dylan, it's not all about just being delivered from the lion. There's honey in the carcass. There's joy. Brother Michael, there's joy. It's it's not just about what God brought you out of. It's not just about the slaying of the lion way back there. It's you and your wife serving God together, together worshiping God in peace and joy and deliverance from the world. Hey, I'm thankful that I got a promise that there's honey in the carcass. There's more than deliverance. you bring those children to the house of God. And I, I, was, I was talking about you just a, a week or so ago with another pastor. We were talking about the first revival that Sister Jennifer Williams came. And she called you out twice in one night. The first time she called you out, I thought he'll never be back. And then she brought you out again that same night and I said he'll never go. Amen. And I watched you bringing those babies to the house of God. And I watched you raising them. 
to worship God. And I watch them around the altar down here. I'm telling you, that night, about three years ago, when you came back, that was the killing of the lion. But watching your daughter shout and worship God, that's the honey in the carcass. Woo. Hallelujah. Sister Gail, watching Craig come back a few year, a couple years ago, that was the slaying of the lion. But watching him lead other people and baptize people in Jesus' name, that's the honey in the carcass. Amen. Man, I like what I feel right now. I like what I feel right now. Hallelujah. Ashley, you know what I'm thinking. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Sam, aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful to look around and see what God's been doing in people's lives? to watch them get set free from the world but not only to know that they're set free but to know they have a whole life Sarah Ray you and that baby have a whole life of honey right in front of you the blessings of God the goodness of God the grace of God it's not about the the story's never about the lion the story's about the honey oh I wish somebody just praised him right now I wish somebody just thank him. That you know what I'm preaching is the truth. Hallelujah.
praise Him in advance. Worship Him in advance. Because it's coming. There's more honey for us. There's more honey for us. There's something greater beyond our deliverance. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. How many in this place are believing for more tonight? Come on, who, who's going to leave this place believing God to do more? You're not just stuck in the same place you've been. I, I'm talking to somebody that's been in a rut. You've been in a rut for a minute, but there's more coming. You're about to break out of that rut in Jesus' name. If you believe that, why don't you begin to praise Him? You're about to break out of that rut in Jesus' name. There's more for you. I know you've got one level of deliverance, but there's more for you. Hallelujah. our hands let's worship him for a little bit hallelujah come on imagine that thing you're wanting imagine that thing you've been praying about imagine it. it's coming to pass it's coming to pass it's coming to pass it's yours it belongs to you victory is yours imagine it right now and worship him for it have faith in it have faith in it have faith in it and it's coming 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 hallelujah jesus Let's clap our hands unto the Lord now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Victory in the room. Deliverance in the room. Whatever you need, He's here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're about to dismiss tonight, but before we do, we're going to close this thing out. In prayer, remember the Christmas play this this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You don't want to forget about that. Invite some others as well. We're going to have a wonderful time of food and fellowship and, and godly entertainment with a move of God. Amen. So why don't we pray as we dismiss. Father, we thank you for the word of God that you've spoken to us. We give you honor and glory and praise in advance for what you're about to do, Jesus. We're believing God for more. We're not stuck with where, we're, where we've been. We're coming out of the cycle, going deeper into your presence. There's honey inside the carcass. I know we've been delivered. We've seen deliverance, but there's more than deliverance. And God, we pray that we live like there's more than deliverance. There's more than just, just a mere deliverance. We are going deeper in you. We are going further. We're going to see more revival, more souls saved, more people baptized, more filled with the Holy Ghost, more miracle signs and wonders, more healing. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we pray it and we believe it. Clap your hands one more time in the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands with great praise right now. Lift up a shout of praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you may be dismissed in the presence of the Lord.